podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. And no guesses, no prizes, should I say, for guessing who the guy is that's just after getting in, after walking his dog and his hat here, because I'm the only one on the screen. So it's definitely me. I want to point your attention as well to this beauty I picked up during the week, the new um, the new away shirt, uh, which we're obviously not wearing today. Uh, we're wearing the, the blue shirt, the third jersey today. But uh, I got Ollie Watkins in the back, and I think that's going to be a good omen today. So it just completes the three. Um, obviously, last year's shirt there as well. But McGinn, number seven, Kamara, 44, and Watkins, number 11. And there are three players that I think are going to be super, super important today as Aston Villa play Nottingham Forest at 2 p.m. here at Irish time. Um, <clears throat> going to be on my own today. Paddy is uh, what I can only presume nursing, uh, nursing a hangover after uh, being at a family wedding last night. Uh, so I'm going to be running solo today, I think, unless he's somehow has had a miraculous recovery since uh, last message I got from him at quarter past four this morning. So uh, in the event that he does run in, though, we will obviously or does jump in, we will pop, pop him on and get his uh, get his views on the game today. I'm going to rely on a lot of you guys in your comments as well. Um, so pop your comments in here. Also, get liking the podcast here. Get liking the, the the stream so we can fire this out to as many people as possible. Because I'm pretty giddy about today. I'm giddy about it because I'm looking forward to seeing Aston Villa play football. I'm looking forward to Forest uh, to to seeing Forest at home as well because Forest have been pretty pretty okay. They've been pretty decent at home as well. And I like Steve Cooper as a manager. I really do. And I like his style of play. So um, I'm looking forward to this game. As I've always said before, two historic teams, two teams that have obviously brought the um, the European Cup home to uh, to their respective um, uh, grounds uh, in the last fifty odd years. Uh, so it's a it's it's a really interesting one. It's one one for the purists, I think, one for the traditionalists, and uh, you know, Forrester team that I would never um denigrate in, in any way, shape or form because they're a proper football team. And as any of you who watch the podcast know, I'm a good fan of a proper football team. But I think today's team sheet tantrum is probably going to be like it's going to be the big game show again that we always nearly play in Team Sheet Tantrum now. Is it going to be Zaniolo or is it going to be Bailey? And I think that's really what the what, what the big talking point is going to be today. Um, don't know which one of the two of them are. Um, I don't know which one of the two of them are, are going to going to go, going to be started. Uh, I suppose the, uh, the 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 real kind of wrinkle within this is uh, does he go three at the back today? You know, does Diego Carlos come in away from home, go three at the back? I don't know if this is the game for it. Um, as in, I don't know. Not the do we need to go three at the back, but I don't know if it is. I don't know if. It's counterproductive to the way we want to play in this game to go three at the back today, or if it would be something that we would do to counter their attack. So I'm not 100% sure. I think if Chris Wood was playing today, maybe we might go three at the back. Um, but we will see if he 
is fit to play. Seems that he isn't, but um, I don't know. I'm open to interpretation on that one. I'm open to correction, should I say, on that one as to whether he is. But um, yeah, Villa, I think today, I think it's going to be a pretty settled team. It'll be nice to see if Alex Moreno is back on the bench today. A lot, lot of talk about him during the week, um, which is always great to see. And uh, with this impending international um, break coming up, I think we might see the return of Jacob Ramsey as well, which seems to be mooted too uh, from um, Bodu Nyamri and, and and also some of the beat writers that are at the uh, at the training ground. So uh, yeah, look, it's going to be an interesting team sheet tantrum today. Probably won't see too many changes in personnel, should I say. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how we set up and also interesting to see how Forest set up as well uh, and who they can bring into their side, given that they have a lot of injuries in the attacking side of things. So I'm going to come to some of your comments there as well. There's a lot of score predictions coming in there first and, f- first and foremost, but we're going to leave that to the end as is customary. But Rachel says that uh, she's slightly nervous, but a faith in the boys today. Grant Holt says McGinn is going to score today. Stick your money on it, Neil, because he won 100% will. That's Grant Holt, everybody, uh, that has uh, has, has made that prediction. Um, so we've got Michael Richards, we've got Grant Holt, we've had Craig Butler, we've had, uh, oh, I don't know, somebody else Somebody else famous was in recently as well, so that's fantastic to see. Um, Josie asks, Neil, wanted to get your opinion on Villa's style of play and whether it helps us conserve energy, especially with two games per week. I think position-based football allows for energy conservation. Josie, brilliant, brilliant comment. Brilliant comment because um, while we've no way of quantifying this, and there's no statistical base that we can go to or we can look at it. Um, it stands to reason, it really stands to reason what you've said there, that if we can slow and dictate the pace of play, if we're not always... So, if we can dictate the pace of play and dictate, dictate possession, we can conserve energy. Players can conserve energy for sure. Uh, you, it's it's like in, in in a lot of games, in 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 any game where it's a team sport, I suppose really, and I suppose even individual sport sports. When you're defending, you're expending way more energy, way more energy because you're being reactive as opposed to proactive. When you're proactive, you can make a specific run, you can make a specific pass, you can be confident in your movement. Now, obviously, you're going to expend energy when you do that as well. But when you're being reactive, you're being torn and you're you're almost hypervigilant. So you're you're almost in a state of adrenaline. Um, you know, when you're defending, and, and I know that might seem a small bit a small bit over the top, but this is my view on it anyway, is that you're always what's going to happen next. You know, there's always that kind of scare factor that's going to come when you're defending. Is there something is is he going to pop one in the top corner here? Do I have to dive in front of somebody? Do I have to do something that's out of my normal realm? Do I have to extend the, the limits of my, my performance here to maybe, oh crap, I need to get turned and I need to sprint here now. I'm not expecting this. So it stands to reason what you say there that, you know, if we are you know, more ball dominant teams can conserve energy. And um, now it's not always the case because obviously, you know, you can, you can be running up against brick, against the brick wall as well at times. Like, uh, but I do think that that is a, good, a very good point. You know that the more you the more you dominate possession, the more that you can slow things down and speed things up and dictate the pace of play. When you do do dominate possession, it gives you lulls and tra- it gives you troughs and peaks, should I say, within your performance, as in you know the level of athletic performance that you need to you need to, to have as an output. So, Joe, that's really good. And if there is anybody out there that knows or that knows of a sports scientist or anything like that, that can come on and and clarify or 
maybe tell me that I'm, an, that I'm talking nonsense with regards to that, please let them get in contact with us at love at for the love of Paul McGrath at gmail.com because I would love I've got so many questions for um a sports scientist. If anybody knows somebody, um please get them in contact because I'd love to do a podcast with them. Um, um Lee Bruce is saying, you know who I reckon we need to sign? Victor Johansson, probably the best keeper in the championship. Yeah, yeah, he's somebody that came up as well. Uh, I think in the preseason we were talking about um the UEFA Cup squad or the UEFA Conference League squad, should I say? And Victor Johansson was somebody that came up being an ex Villa graduate uh, from the academy, might be able to come back and and fulfill a spot there. But yeah, he 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 seemed to have a really good game for Rotherham yesterday uh, as well. And as you said, he's only he's only twenty five as well, um, so he's got a lot of lot of uh, a lot of games played in 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 such a young career, and obviously more time to grow as well. So why not? Why not? Um, where else are we here? I'm going to scroll down uh, a small bit. Matt Hanlon, thanks so much. Points for podcasters. Not a big fan of Zaniola yet, so hoping for others to get a run. By the way, do you have any pregame stu- superstitions you'd share? Um, I don't have any pregame superstitions when I'm watching a match. Um, I don't at all. But remember when I used to play sport, I would have a, a pregame superstition and it would it would very simply be I had to be the first person that showed up to, to, to the game. Like I had to be there like if, if it meant being there an hour and a half beforehand and sitting in my car and going for a sleep or something like that when I was playing Sunday League, you know, that I had to do that. I don't know, like, it, it was just something that, that, that I used to I used to have to do. Um, but apart from that, no, no. Um, I don't got any superstitions. But I'd be interested. If anybody has any superstitions that they do, if anybody's got any, any uh, neuroticism or anything like that, I'm a huge fan of it. So pop it in there. I'm really interested with regards to it as well. Because I know my dad, so when, when uh, we used to go to watch Limerick Carlin games together, myself and my dad, and we still do. So for about 25 years, my dad wore the same jersey and Limerick won nothing. Yet he used to still call it his lucky jersey. So get that one. Can't I, I can't get my head around that one. Can't get my head around that one. But then they did win and they've won five out of the last or they won, yeah, five out of the last six championships. So he still calls his lucky jersey, except they did nothing for 20 years prior to that. I don't know. Team is out. Team is out, everybody. So let's have a quick look at our team. No, am I chatting? Let's talk about our team. So there we see the lovely blue shirt. Uh, Martinez and goals. Cash, Conza, Pau Torres, Dina, McGinn, Kamara, Douglas Louise, Zaniola, Diaby, and Watkins. Same as it ever was. That team, as I say, it's the team that we've seen for the last couple of games. It seems to be the favorite team at the moment, which is fine. And I know people will, as I say, it's Zaniola or Bailey. You know, this this podcast, we always say that we were down on Bailey, but we're seeing a really cool role from him coming off the bench. Statistics are are, are really, really good coming off the bench. His performances are really good, good coming off the bench. And he looks a wholly uh, happier player coming off the bench. And I and I and I think that that's it's beginning to suit him. And yes, can we start Bailey in games? We absolutely can, but in this instance, we're not. Um, but on the bench, there's a name that I think yeah, everybody would be delighted to see because we've got Robin Olsen, and that's not the name I was talking about, but we've got Robin Olsen, Diego Carlos, Tielemans, Treore, Alex Moreno, my doppelganger, uh, Callum Chambers. Clement Longley, Bailey, and then Donker on the bench. So a very defensive-looking um, bench, but that's okay by me. I know we've got uh, Bailey, uh, Alex Moreno can come on that left, left-hand left side role, whether it be in a defensive or an attacking role. We've got Traore, we've got Tielemans. So no John Duran, uh, still has an infection in his in his foot. Some interesting comments from Una Emery that I think, uh, you know, I think people may 
I think with a lot of the things that Unai Emery says, I think sometimes because English isn't his first language and that's absolutely fine. You know, he said that he's got a challenge with, with John Durant. I think the challenge was to take, to turn him into a real top player. I think that's what he meant when, when you read it in the context of all the rest of the, of, of the rest of the comments. But I think a lot of people saw it as literally he said he's got a challenge and it was something wrong with the player and the player was an issue. Um, and there was a small bit of talk about that. I, I didn't personally get that because I just don't see that from him, you know, and anything you see when he, when he, um, when he, uh, you know, is, is interacting with the mascots and stuff like that. Now we could be completely wrong on that, but he's got an infected toe at the moment. And, and, and that's why he, he hasn't, uh, or he isn't in the squad, it seems. So, uh, no panic stations over that, uh, just yet, but yeah, the Aston Villa team is very much exactly as we thought it would be very settled team. Uh, very settled team is always a positive, I think, for 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 me, um, specifically when you're winning. Um, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, and here's my contradictory piece, I'm not a big fan of the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, because I think you can still make changes without breaking it, or without needing to fix the team. That's obvious, and I think, you know, that saying of if it ain't broke, don't fix it is, yeah, it, it, it's a bit simplistic for me. But I think with regards to this team, it's uh, the familiarity is so, so important to Unai Emery. The familiarity in Uri Emery's system, should I say, sorry, is so, so important to these players. The fact that, you know, we talked about the dictation of play that, uh, that, that, that Joe mentioned earlier on with his, with, his, uh, with his question. The dictation of play is something that is going to be really important, I think, for Villa today. Forrest don't like to own the ball. They like to be a counter-attacking team. They were last season, very much a counter-attacking team. Anyone who remembers the pieces I did on Brennan Johnson will know my biggest query and my biggest kind of concern with Brennan Johnson and concern is spending 40, 50 million on him, which Spurs ultimately went away and did, was he isn't, I've not seen him in a ball-dominant setup. He's so he thus far is still learning the ropes in Ange ball at the moment and getting into that Spurs team. I'm going to be really interested to see what he does there. Uh, people are crying out for him to come in instead of Richardson. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because it's symptomatic of the way that Forest play. They're not a ball dominant team. They're very much in a, t- a counter attacking team. And I I did something that I rarely do. And I listened to five different Forest podcasts this week. Actually, only just this morning. And I listened to five of them. And every single one of those podcasts have started to kind of ask a question about Morgan Gibbs-White, whether he can he can carry the load. One of them very much in particular asked that question. And that's going to be really interesting to see if he can carry the load for, for Forrest. They feel that he's had a down year this year. They think that this could be a game where he sparks back into form at home again against the team, whereby he can attack down that right-hand side at, at the likes of Dina. Um and that's something that Villa are going to have to be wary of as well. But uh, yeah, look, the team is, there, there's no tantrum over the team. Zaniolo, I thought, was always going to be the one who started. I'd like to see Bailey given a run there, but I can 100% understand Bailey being on the bench. And I don't think, I, I don't think and uh, this, you know, I don't think it's any surprise to Bailey that he's going to be on the bench either. I think he's relishing the role. And and I think that he's, uh, you know, he's, Players want to score goals. Players want to be put in the most opportunistic ways to score goals. And whether you're somebody who can do it in the first half or you can do or you're somebody who can do it in the second half, you know, putting you in the most advantageous position to score goals is what I, what I feel Leon Bailey wants to wants to have. And Una Emery has done that this season, considering he scored a lot of goals and had a lot of assists this season as well. And I'm looking forward to him coming off the bench and terrorizing, um, terrorizing uh Tofolo if he is the person who is who is playing. Let's take a little look at the forest. Uh, line up. Let's try and find it here. Uh, 
Where are we going to? There we go. So they've done it. They've done it. You know what Forest have done? They've done it. They've made, they've made me click on links to go to their website. <clears throat> oh, Forrest. Give me a break. Sorry, I'm just having a little bit of a moment here to myself. So, in goals, you've got Odysseus is in goals. So, Matt Turner isn't uh, isn't uh, in goals today. Uh, Odysseus is in goals. That's something we spoke about in the pre-match podcast as well. Would he come in there? Because for my money, he's a hell of a lot better goalkeeper. You know, he's a really good goalkeeper. And he's way better than Matt Turner. So, he's in there. Mangala, Sangare and, uh, are going to obviously anchor the midfield for them. Awani is, is going to be up top with Gibbs White. And Elanga either side of him. So it looks like the only real change to their team. Oh, actually, they've got two changes. They have uh, Murillo and Nikate are, are going to be the two center halves, I would imagine, with Tofolo on the left, Aina on the right. So we've got no Serge Arieri's on the bench. Uh, we're going to have Dominguez, as I said, Dominguez, Sangare, and Mangala are going to be in the middle with Awanini up top and Gibbs White and Alanga behind him. Uh, Turner's on the bench. Nuno Tavares, who's somebody the Villa were linked to, it, is uh, there on the bench also. Nico Williams, uh, Chekwate is in there. Uh, Santos, uh, Yates, Serge Arier, Danilo makes the bench again. Really good player. And Willie Bolly, for me, is the is the interesting player that has dropped to the bench in that instance there. But he's rolled the dice this moment. Not rolled the dice, shuffled the pack, I suppose, is probably the better um, the, the, the better uh, gambling analogy there by bringing in Nikate, who's a good, very good defender in his own right. Uh, very good defender in his own right. But Willie Bolly, obviously, you know, in the Premier League, um, playing alongside Murillo, and they've been pretty decent for them this season. Probably their two best players outside of uh, Nicholas Dominguez as well, number number 16, who's somebody I'm going to be laser-focused on in this game because, as I've said before, I really like him as a player. And uh, and I, and my eyebrows did raise when he went to Nottingham Forest just based on the fact that he always struck me as somebody who could end up like a Paris Saint-Germain or a, or a Juventus or somebody like that that just automatically was uh, was elevated from Bologna to it, into the into the Champions League based on his performances. But he's chosen to go to Nottingham Forest, and that's a great pull out of them. So fair play to them for for pulling off that that signing there. Um, yeah, so that's the team. Uh, three ta- three changes uh, on the team from the last from the last day with Aina coming in, um, Nikate, and uh, who was the other one? I said, oh yes, Odysseus in at um, in in goals as well. Uh, Going to get rid of the teams there. Alrighty, oh, so let's let's see. Uh, I'm going to scroll down here a small little bit, and we're going to see if we have. Any comments from anybody there? Um, <laughs> Marine Boy says he can remember going there and France car ripping us a new arse and losing 6-0. That was quite a while ago, Marine Boy, actually. I remember that. And, uh, you know, France car, obviously... Uh, yeah, it was it, that. That was a completely different, almost a completely different world uh, from from football as it is now. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting one. And Lee Bruce is in five five today after that that uh, massive result and that massive game that happened in the Champions League as well. Um, 
Savas Valley is uh, is being a bit facetious here. Hey, Neil, looking forward to a great game. Hopefully it's not. Oh, sorry, I didn't see the knot. You said hopefully it's not Unai's last game before he's poached by United. I didn't see the knot in there. So I said, he said, hopefully we have a good game before Unai's poached by United. Yeah, a lot of talk and a lot of nonsense going on about that recently. Um, and uh, I have my say on Twitter, if you didn't see it. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's just, just uh, a bit... Um, yeah, look, it is what it is. Everybody's had that say, I think. Um, Michael Huggins makes a great point here. We need to be professional and respectful. We certainly do. This game, as I've said it before, we were professional and we were respectful against Luton, albeit we were at home because, as I mentioned before, a very good manager in Rob Edwards who can set up a team and can stifle stifle teams, um, specifically with players, I suppose, that might be a bit, uh, you, you know, le- I, I hate saying the word... Le- lesser players than Aston Villa have, but, you know, um, maybe a less well-gelled team than Villa. Steve Cooper can put out a team that can get results against anybody. Uh, he kept them up last season. Um, this season, they've got uh, they, they've they've got better home form than they have have, have away form. And, uh, you know, as Michael says, we do need to be professional and respectful. Like, we need to be against absolutely every team in this league. You saw what Sheffield United did against Wolves yesterday. Banger of a goal from Cameron Archer, an absolute wonder goal. And yes, they did need the, the penalty, I think, wasn't it, in the very last minute. But, um, you know, the teams te- teams can beat each other in this league. And it's not and, and that's no news to anybody else. So, you know, you've got to go out and put on your big boy boots and be respectful, as, as Michael says, whenever you play any team. Saying that, I do think we are going to win today. So, spoiler alert for when I get to my, uh, when I get to my prediction of 3-1 uh, later on. Um, but uh, the only way you win that is by being professional and 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 uh, showing the team the respect that they deserve, uh, because they're all professional footballers. And you look down through that team, uh, Ibrahim Sangare linked to it, linked to it, Liverpool. Awanini came up through the Liverpool Academy. Morgan Gibbs White's a forty million pound player. Dominguez is is uh, Argentinian international. Nikata was playing with, I think it was Eintracht Frankfurt, if I'm not mistaken, previously, and he was. Uh, he was, he was like a stalwart of the defence. Anthony Alanga played with Manchester United, came up through their, um, through their uh, system. Um, Aina came up through the, uh, came up through the Chelsea system. Odysseus, you know, played with Benfica for ages, Greek international. So, you know, you go down through their team. They have, there's respect on a lot of those guys' names. And if, if they get, if they get uh, gelling towards the course of this year, well, then uh, they're going to be very difficult to break down because, as I said, there was times we were cry- all crying out to sign Sangare uh, and I would sign Dominguez in the morning. So, like, there are some really good players there in that team for sure. Um, where are we? Uh, 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 uh. Sorry, there, I'm just scro- scrolling down. Uh, Garrett McDonough says, big three points today needed for the chance to go third, but more importantly, keep a gap between us and Newcastle and the rest of the the rest of the, the league, I presume that is. Um, I think... Brighton's result yesterday has been a real uh, a real boost for us as well because Brighton and Newcastle were obviously a level at, level on points. Newcastle being absolutely like for me that goal should have been ruled out for Newcastle yesterday. Um, I think it's offside and I think it's a push. Couldn't tell you whether the ball was out, out over the line, but look, it's not for me to say with regards to that. Um, but yes, keeping that buffer zone going into uh, going into the Fulham game and then subsequently into the international break between Newcastle. And also having the opportunity here to jump into third, albeit Liverpool play Luton later on today. Um, you know, it gives it 
we we could end up in the inter, in the international break in the top four, and that would be absolutely amazing if that was the case. And um, but the only way we do that is by winning our next two games. That is the only way we can do that. And the only way we will do that is by being professional and respectful, as Michael Hogan said previously. Um, where else are we? Uh, 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 where are we? Sorry, there, guys. My my uh, screen just froze there. Uh, so oh, a couple of a couple of uh, superstitions there. Uh, Colin Smith says I don't watch Villa live in a pub or a bar setting, as I think Villa will always lose if I go out to watch them. So there's a superstition uh, for you uh, as well. If there's any more of them, keep them coming in. Put superstition at the start so that it just draws my attention to it. If you want, to, if you want me to read it out, it'll draw my attention to it. Um, yeah, Diavolo uh, says, uh, besides Zaniolo, the team more or less picks itself at the moment. Zaniolo needs minutes to get used to the system too. Absolutely, 100%. And we're in a very fortunate position where we don't have to force results or to shoehorn people into the team to kind of make something spark. That's a really good point as well, Diavolo. Like, good man. And I know people are saying you play the players in form and Bailey is in form. But Bailey, might, as I said previously, I can guarantee you Bailey is absolutely delighted coming off the bench and being able to rip into players uh, that are a bit more tired. Yes, will he want to start? Obviously he will, but... I do, because he's getting the results from what he's doing, I think he can stomach and 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 and, and suck up the, the 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 being the finisher and not being the starter uh, within the team at the moment. But conversely, as you said, Diavolo, the best way to get minutes, to get simpatico, to get uh, that that kind of understanding with the team is to start from the start because. Every single team, specifically teams that want to be ball dominant, I can absolutely guarantee you the first 20 minutes or the first 25 minutes of a game are more or less scripted. And I mean that in the loosest way possible. Obviously, what you want to do is you you're, there's a case of, okay, right, we're going to attack down this way. We're going to break the game up into seven-minute blocks, or maybe we're going to break the game up into eight-minute blocks, and we're going to have people talking. Obviously, if something spontaneous happens, brilliant, but the big thing is you don't concede a goal, specifically if you want to be a ball-dominant team. Don't concede a goal so we can work our way into it. We can feed our way in. We can see what setups teams are having out of possession. If they have this setup out of possession, we try this for the first eight-minute block. If they have this setup out of position, we try this for the second eight-minute block or whatever the case may be. It if like like it stands to reason that teams would do that. And that's why it's probably that's why starting Zaniolo can get him in the wavelength with players an awful lot better. Because as I say, Villa have gone out and scored early goals under Unai Emery. It's a thing. And that's and as I say, that's why because good preparation leads you to be able to and I'm not saying script exact goals whereby you need to be here to receive the pass and you need to be here or whatever. But it's the scripting of okay, right? Where do we, where do we, where do we uh, focus our attention? Where do we, where do we try and probe first? What do we try and do? Who's going to be the the runner that's going to try and draw this person out of position to see if he's going to move or if he's he got a holding detail today or whatever the case may be? So starting somebody as opposed to bringing them on in that instance allows them to gel a small little bit better. There's converse thinking to that. I'm 100%. I, I completely understand it. There are a lot of other people who will say, yeah, that's, I, I've got a different way of thinking. And that's cool. But from, from my way of thinking, I think that that's really, really important, uh, specifically when you're playing to a system like Una Emery has. And when you've got a manager that is so in the detail as Una Emery is as well. Um, boo, 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 do, 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 where else are we? <coughs> uh, 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 I'm just going to scroll down here a small bit. Um, 
So, uh, Michael O'Brien says, have to keep the faith, but in my head, this is a game we could lose if we win, finish the weekend above Arsenal. Yeah, as, as I said, I think every game, I, I, any game we could lose. We're Aston Villa, we lose when we want. You know, we win when we want, we lose when we want, and we win sometimes when we don't deserve it, and we lose an awful lot more when we don't deserve it. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those ones, but, and that's why you say, you know, the respect and the, and the, and the professionalism is, should be on, um, should be a huge, um, uh, a huge plus point, I think, for uh, for um, for us today. You know, it should be something that we're really, really focusing in on. Um, Joshua Fowler's superstition says he washes Villa in the toilet. Never lost when on the bog. Um, <laughs> explain that one to the other half. <laughs> if you have ninety minutes on the bog, that was some going. I tell you, that must be some going. Um, a superstition here from Chris Dent says, I always bet in the opposition. It's costing a fortune this season. Yeah, yeah. Well, when the fun stops, stop, Chris. When the fun stops, stops. Uh, that's what I would say. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going down, down the list here as well. Um, oh. I don't know. Um, it's telling me here that somebody... Some people banned from the link. I don't know who did that because I certainly didn't. Anyway, if you've somebody was banned from the link, I don't know how it happened. Don't know who did it. Don't know why it happened. So I do apologize uh, for whatever happened there because I certainly didn't do it. Um, right, uh, Zul says here that Matty Cash will score for the Villa but not celebrate. Where do I sit on that? Where do I sit on X players scoring and not celebrating? I think Matty Cash has gone from them long enough now that he could put the jersey over his head and do a Klinsman. Uh do a Ravinelli and then into a Klinsman. I think it's I think he's probably okay to do that uh, at this stage. I think he probably is. Um but I don't know. Uh oh, two cash six 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 is asking the Paddy question since Paddy isn't here. Is there anyone from that forest team that you would have in your team and who would you replace? There are players I would have in my team. There were players I would have within my squad for sure. Nicholas Dominguez, I would definitely have within my squad. Um, I would definitely have um, uh, Morgan Gibbs White in my squad. I would, uh, yeah, I, I, I would have those guys. Um, on my starting eleven, I am not sure. Just and not because there aren't good players there. Based on the way that the team has gelled at the moment, it would take a really good player. Really good player to disjoint or to, to dislodge somebody. Probably, I suppose. Look, if you were going to say maybe Gibbs White in for Zaniolo, but then again, Zaniolo's playing on, playing off the left. Gibbs White is playing off the right. So does that make real make much sense? I don't know. It's an interesting question. It's an interesting question. Um, yeah, interesting. There's a couple of people there talking about some guy who was spamming. I didn't even see it. Um, cool. Excellent. Right, so guys, uh, anyone want to start popping in their score predictions there and we'll start going down through them. So my final thoughts on this one are, you know, Aston Villa are somebody said somebody said this previously on a on a previous podcast and I can't remember who it was. It was somebody popped it in the comments. When a team when when you go up against a team and they know what you're going to do yet they can't stop you. That can be the most infuriating type of uh, of team to play. Man City have been that way, like Man City are that way at the moment. 
Aston Villa are very kind of predictable. We're very predictable. In, and this is a good thing. Though. Don't get me wrong with regards to this. We can predict what our, what our lineup is going to be. Give or take one player. Even though we, we, we swap out players, we have a defined system of play. How many times over the course of the last three years that we've been doing this podcast, almost four years, actually, I think it might even be over four years now at this stage, that we've been doing this podcast. How many times have we said that Aston Villa haven't got an identity? And we do have an identity. And it's a big Basque-shaped man identity is what we have at the moment. It's beautiful, beautiful Unai, Unai Emery. It's the application and the and the um and the uh, the application of what he what his plan is and the execution of it on the field is becoming tighter and tighter. It's like a good band, like a good a, a good musician. The more you do it, the more you practice it, the more in the detail you are, the more skilled you are at it, and the more the, the more you understand why certain things need to be done together and why they go together and why they sound nice or why they look nice or why they work well together. The more you do that, the tighter you get. And that's a real plus point for Aston Villa. We're coming up against a, a Nottingham Forest team here. And the reason I bring that up is because we're coming up against a Nottingham Forest team who over the last two years have had lots of flux and lots of change. That works for some teams too. That's why I'm such a huge fan of Steve Cooper as a manager and keeping Forest up after signing... 22 or 25 plus players last season and 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 rolling the dice and, and the club rolling the dice and signing a load of players again this season. There's a serious ability to coach there in Steve Cooper. But I think Villa's familiarity, Villa's Villa's uh togetherness, Villa's uh I, I suppose predictability from their from their setup is our massive plus point at the moment. And teams are struggling with it. Teams struggle. They know what we're going to do, but we do it so well that all it takes is one slip up. And we hammer and we hammer. It's dead by a thousand paper cuts at times, specifically when we when we own the ball. It can be dead by a thousand paper cuts. At the start of the season, we were scoring goals after 14, 15, 16 passing, passes of sequence. We've done that a bit, a bit in the latter half since, you know, in, the, in this season, since you know we've started going on this run but we've been winning in different ways and that's really really interesting and that's what i mentioned by um you know there's different ways to probe a team at the start specifically in the first 25 minutes and i think villa get an early goal today i think it will be three one it'll be villa will score three goals today i think if they get an early goal um i want a one nil win one nil win if it goes in off jam against posterior i think i'll be the happiest man on the planet but I think that Aston Villa, you know, any game they go out, I think they will score goals. We're the highest scorers in the league this season. So we're not being arrogant. We can score goals. And long may it continue because goals win games. Um, so I'm going to go with 3-1 today to Aston Villa. I think Forrest will be resolute. I think they will be well set up. I like their goalkeeper that they're after bringing in there. But I think Villa will find a way. I think Villa will go. We'll get an early goal uh, in both halves. And I think that uh, I think Villa will end up winners. Um, let me see there. Oh, where are the scores? Where are the scores gone to? Um, well, actually, yeah, I remember that guy that was that somebody said that they blocked was it Zhaoling Ma? Uh, he was going for 4 0 to Villa anyway, so we might as well call out his one first. Uh, Paul Cox is going 2 0 to Villa, Rachel is going 2 1 to Villa, Andrew Stanley is going 4 1 Villa, C Line I 3 1, Jordan Levy 2 1, Colin Smith 2 1, uh, Andy Brogan going 2 0 with Kanzan Watkins, Jordy Villa 4 0. 
2-0 says Audrey. Habs says 3-2 to Villa. Rayleigh says 4-0. Uh, Tom Fleming is saying 2-1. Norvi 2-1, should I say. Michael O'Brien is going 3-1 Villa. 2-cash 666 is going 3-1 uh, for the wife and 4-0 for him. Uh, Michael Huggins is going 4-0. Osdrum is saying 2-1 to the Villa. Richard is saying 2-0 to, to the Villa. David Dwyer says 2-1. Renewed says 4-0. Um... Uh, Marine Boy is saying a clean sheet would be nice plus two goals so I'm going to say that's 2-0 Marine Boy is saying uh, Bashik is saying 2-0 as well Dicko Blanco is saying 3-0 Tom Ryan is saying 2-0 um, where are we 2-0 says Savas Jared Corwin says 2-1 um, Anna O'Grady saying 3-0 to the Villa I think I saw Anna O'Grady had the superstition where she never sits in a seat with the number 3 in it if I, if I, when I was scrolling down there a while ago uh, that's a superstition for you uh, Watkins Masterclass says Richard Burton 3-1 Villa Gene Taylor saying 3-0 Richie Ryan's going 2-1 um, 6-0 to the Villa says David Tebbett uh, 2-1 says Mark Willis 7-0 says Charlie Morgan Tony Belfast is going 3-0 Michael Richards says 2-0 uh, Lily Tate is going with 3-2 to Villa Brazilian Villains Brazilian Lions is going with 3-1 Gavin Donnelly is going with 2-0 Buck Gallant is going with 3-0 uh, Yoda is going with 4-1 Dave Lacey is going with 3-0 um, uh, Danny H is going 3-1 Matt Parker is going 2-0 Mark Jarobi is going with 3-1 uh, he said, Alanga going to give Matty Cash a hard time today, and not the easiest guy to mark in 3 1 Faston Villa. Good to see you, Mark. Um, Bog the Villain is going 3 0. Uh, Blooms is saying 3 1 or 4 1. Johnny Boy is going 3 0. 200 appearance for Mr. McGinn today. I completely forgot to say that as well. Um, uh, 3 1 says Damien, 3 0 says Justin. Uh, boom, 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 boom. And I think that's absolutely it. Uh, I think that's it for, for the, the scores for the moment. Um, also, I want to wish a belated happy birthday to Mr. Unai Emery because uh, I meant to start off the podcast with, with that. It would be a great birthday present here to have three points and to be in fourth position, third position, I suppose, really, for a period of time. Um, uh, provided Liverpool uh, don't beat Luton, we would be in third position, should I say. Um, and that would be absolutely st- a brilliant present for Mr. Unai Emery. Uh, because, as I say, he is uh, that big, massive, uh, Basque-shaped identity that this football team has. And I hope he's got a plan. And I'm sure he has a plan for, for Aston Villa versus Nottingham Forest today. Um, so, I am going to leave it at that. Before I do go, everybody, if you would like this this stream, I'd really, really appreciate it. Just if you're if you're able to comment on it, you're able to click on the like button there. So, really appreciate it if you could do that. As is customary with the Team Sheet Tantrums, we will be throwing you straight into... Um, into AVFC status uh, live watch along if that's something that you do wish to you don't need to come out of this and go back in you can just stay here we'll show you directly after the credits finish here for um for our, our podcast it will show you directly into status and then after status is finished it'll show you directly back in here again so we're trying to make it as easy for you so you don't even have to go anywhere and hopefully we'll be back with a post-match podcast I will be back should I say on the final whistle to discuss the game win lose or draw and I'm hoping that Aston Villa will have a handsome win today and p- catapult us into the top four positions um, I want to just say thank you, thank you as well to absolutely everybody. We're seeing a big uh, increase in the audio podcast. People who are literally just downloading the audio podcast or subscribing. 
If you could continue to do that, I'd really appreciate it because it's all just to push it out. It costs you nothing to do and it just shines and helps to push the podcast out there to other people. Um, thanks so much. We've had 500 people in here as well conversing today. A lot of the same names. I appreciate absolutely every second you guys spend watching the podcast and uh, it makes my it really makes my week when we do the Team Sheet Tantrum and see so many people in here. So I really appreciate your time and I appreciate all of you spending uh, or taking the effort to, to come in and support us as well. So going to leave it at that. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. See you again for the post-match podcast. Dale and AVF, Dale AVFC status live stream is coming up after this, so don't go anywhere. Um, and we will see you after the game again. So in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network.